The following shear has been presented by Rav Yitzchak Silber, Dayan and author of The Code of Jewish Conduct, and has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. For contract and iska draft and review, wills and estates, or other halachic services, please call 1-888-485-8223 or visit thehalachacenter.org. Bovakama Dafkuf Yud as we come to a close of the Peyrek, I would like to speak about uh, one last musig, purchasing things from a thief, from a ganaf. There is a particular takona sashuk, somebody who stole something and sold it before Yush, and Adam came and testified that it is a stolen article. The article itself returns to the person it was stolen from, goes back, is given back to the Nignav. However, because there is a special Takona Sashuk, we've got to have some kind of balance in the marketplace that when people buy things, they don't have to just give them up for free. Therefore, the owner, if he wants it back, has to repay, has to pay back how much the purchaser paid for it when he bought it. Uh, he'll then go and ask for that money back from the Ganaf. This applies whether he paid more than it's worth or less than it's worth. That is irrelevant. The owner will pay the purchaser however much he paid for it, and he'll go and claim that back from the Ganaf. If it was a Ganaf Mephorosim, if he was a known Ganaf, then there is no Takonas Ashuk. What are you doing buying things from people who are known to be Ganavim? It's your own fault. The chayfetz, the article, will go back to the original bailim, and the person who purchased it, <coughs> who just dumped his money in the ganav's rishus without without um, worrying too much, he will have to go back to the ganav and ask him if he can have his money back because the article was reclaimed by the person who it was stolen from. Some say that even when there is a ganav mafurasim, a, a known ganav, there still is a takona sashuk. Only when it is known that this article has been stolen is there no takona sashuk. However, the poiskim, uh, the, the, the maskona sapoiskim, is really that if he's a known ganav, there is no takona sashuk. Um, even when a ganav is a known ganav, what would happen if you were walking down the second-hand market one Sunday morning and you see your friend's silver candlesticks over there that you know he got an inheritance from his great-grandfather and it's one of their family heirlooms, and you see it being sold by two goyim. So what do you do? You start, or, you know, even if they're known Ganovim, a known Yiddish silver Ganov, antique silver Ganov, you see him selling it and you know how of this is to your friend. So what do you do? You haggle around with him, you get a good deal, and you buy it off him. Now you come back and you say, can I have my money back? And he says to you, what are you talking about? Who do you buy it from? You bought it from that fellow, he's a known ganav. There's no takonas ashuk for you. But you say, but listen, I only bought it to do hashavas aveda, to bring it back to you, because I knew that you were willing to pay that price. In such a case, had it been possible for you at the time to quick call up the owner and tell him, come down here and buy your candlesticks back, maybe you should have done that. But if, you, if it's obvious that, <coughs> that you're only doing him a favor, certainly he will have to pay you back whatever you put out for, to be, for this Hashavah Saveda. 
Uh, it's also certainly a mitzvah to go and tell the bailim to do everything you can to get it back for the owner. But uh, if, if it's obvious that you were doing it in order, if the, the dayonim in the basin will have to decide if you were doing this in order to retrieve this stolen article for the owner because he knew he was willing to pay this price, even though you did buy it off a known ganav, you will be you will get your money back from the owner, and he'll have to deal with the ganav. Um, if you bought something from a ganav before Yush and he sold it to you for a hundred, and you went and sold it on to someone else for a hundred and twenty. And then we found out who the Ganoff was. So, well, the, the, the owner who wants to retrieve it, that, well, we didn't find out who the Ganoff was, but we, we found out that the, the owner came along and said, can I have my candlesticks black? So we say to him, you can have your candlesticks back, but you have to pay this second buyer a hundred and twenty. That's what he pays. This second buyer will go back and, uh, and, and take from the person who, who sold it to him. From the person who sold it to him, he'll take back 20. That was his profit. And he'll go and get 100 back from the original thief. And this could go on and on. If the gun of Mephurism um, if, if the gun of was Mephurism then the second purchaser, the second buyer, will take 120 from the first buyer who bought it from the Ganov, and the first buyer will go and get his 100 back from the Ganov. This could go on and on if the second one sold it to the third one who sold it to the fourth one to the fifth one. Always, if it's a Ganov, Sheinim, a Furusim, you'll be taking your, your, each person will take his profit from the person before him, and the last one will get his money back from the Ganov. Um, okay, that is Takonas Hashuk. What about if a Reuven bought something from a Ganoth and he sold it to Shimon and then came along a Goy, an Akum, and he said, Hello, this is mine. And he went and took it out from, took, got it away from Shimon, claimed it from Shimon. He just snatched it away from Shimon. If Reuven knew, um, if, if, if the person who sold it to him was a Ganef Mephorosim, Reuven should have known better than buying from an unknown Ganef, and therefore he has to pay Shimon back all his money. If Reuven bought it from someone who was not a Ganef Mephorosim, so he does not have to give the money back. Why? He could claim that why why Shimon did you believe the guy that it's his? Um, now Takona Sashuk is a Takona which was created only for people who actually went to the marketplace and bought something. That I only gave the seller this money, the seller who was a thief, I only gave him this money in return for this article. Because I, I only believed him that it was him. I only believed him that it was his and, and paid him for this for this article. And I gave money for this article and I believed him at the time I was selling it to him. Uh, then I'll say, uh, 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 sorry, I only gave money for this article because I believed that it was really his, it wasn't stolen. However, if I believed this fellow beforehand, this Joe, and I lent him some money, and I, I would not have, I, I, and he's now just repaying the debt with this stolen article, then there is no Takana Sashok. If I only lent him 
money because he brought me this stolen article as a security, then I only believed him at the time I received the article. I gave money in return for this article at the time. There is a Takona Sashok. But if I'd, I had already lent him money beforehand, and now he's coming to repay it with this stolen article, meaning I had believed him beforehand, I'm not believing him and buying it from him now because I believe him now, then there is no Takona Sashok. So if he paid off old debts or old loans or whatever it was, there is no Takonas Hashok. Um, you believed the Ganov before, you believed him now. It's nothing to do with the fact that you received this article from him. There was no Takonas Hashok in such a case. Okay, everything we've said till now was when you bought an article from the Ganov before Yeush, before the owner gave up hope of getting it back. However, if the owner had already given up hope of ever getting it back, so now that you bought the Geneva, you have a Yush and a Shinui Rishus. So if he's a Ganav Mephorosum, or if this was known to be a stolen article, you have to give back the value of this article to the owner. You can go and claim that the money that you paid from the Ganav. You don't have to give back the article, because it's Heshwa Sakzera Asher Gozal, you already coined it with Shinui Rishus and Yush, but you have to give back its value. If he's not a gun of Mephorosim, you don't have to give anything to the Bailim, not the article, not its value. The Bailim should go and ask for their, 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 their article back from the gun of, or its value. Some say that nowadays there is a Dina de Malchusa Dina. Some people say nowadays you have to give every Geneva back to the, its owner, before Yush or after Yush, because of Dina de Malchusa Dina and Lifnim Mishuras Hadin. Uh, this was one of the interesting points. The, um, the, the, uh, the, the, we, a place cannot make a minig. You can't say we have a custom to do something against halacha. However, some place can say that there was a takona, that the earlier generations made a specific decree, a specific takona, that before or after Yosh, we should rely on the din of Machus Dina and always tell a person to give back stolen articles. Uh, if they did pay for this uh, stolen article, they bought this stolen article, then the owner who gets back his stolen article will have to pay you whatever you paid for it. Now, when speaking about how much money I paid for it, or how much money the gun sold it for, how much I paid the gun of the first one, the second one, everybody's going to have to prove how much they paid when they are demanding to receive payment for giving back stolen articles to their owners. If you rented, the Ganav stole a car and he rented it to you, then there is also Takona Sashuk. If the owner of the car says, can I please have my car back? You tell him, listen, I paid uh, $700 rent for this car for seven weeks. Uh, it, four weeks are over. I've got still three weeks left. You have to give me, if you want the car back now, you have to give me my $300 that I have left. That's fine. That's called Takonas Hashuk. There is a Takonas Hashuk by Schirus, by renting also. If the seven weeks are over, uh, he comes, he takes his car, he says, what, you've had this car for seven weeks? You must pay me $700. No, there's a Takonas Hashuk. I paid it to the Ganov. I have no idea that it was stolen. And I'm not paying you the $700 for the seven weeks. Schirus, I've already paid it once and there's a Takonas Hashuk. You go claim it from the Ganov. Uh, often in all kinds of disputes within businesses or all kinds of, you could have funny situations where this may actually occur, that someone has rented something. Because, for instance, in Karakois, there was no Takonas Hashuk. 
So if somebody stole karka and he rented it out and you were living in an apartment and you found out it was stolen, I'm sorry, you are going to have to pay rent again to the real owner. You cannot tell him, go and get your rent from the thief because karka ain't an exeles and you're the thief. So you are going to, but in schiris of Mataltalin, a car, as we've said, you will not have to pay the rent twice. Um, I would like to talk about a matzil. You saw your friend, a ganaf or a gazlan, stole something from your friend. He has already been misyaish. And you went and salvaged it. You went and saved it back for yourself. You have a din of someone who is koina la'acha yush. Meaning that you'll be able to hold on to this chayfetz and give back the money to its owner if you wish. A goy, an akum, forced a Jew to, or to, to um, you know, forced a, a extracted some kind of article out of a Jew and came someone else and saved it. Came, beat up the goy and took it back. You're walking down the highway and a schwarzer came along and snatched your hat and ran off with it. And another yid jumped on him and got that hat back. He is Zoycha, and he does not have to give it back to you because you are misyaish. Stam gezela from a goy, you are misyaish. And the, it is almost as if a raven, a raven has an eagle, has pecked at your hat and ran away with it in its beak and flown up to Shemaim with it. And you are totally misyaish. Zutosh uh, yam. And then when it finally falls down, another yid grabbed it. It's his, not yours. Uh, however, if a guy stole sforim, stole tefillin from a yid, and there's no way that he'll be able to sell them to a to a yid, because no one's going to buy them off him, and if they do, they'll see exactly who they are and give them back. Therefore, the first the yid who it was stolen from is not misyayish. The loikeach who managed to salvage it back, the person who salvaged it back from the guy, has has to give it back to the yid because it is not it is that there is no yish over here. However, the Yid will have to pay him the money. If there was Yush of some kind, he'll have to pay for these foreign. Uh, you're going, you're traveling along in the desert. And uh, there's a whole Shayara, a whole entourage are traveling through the desert. And come a bunch of highwaymen, a ship is uh, being attacked by pirates. There are three Dinim over here. If there is no way that these other people on the entourage can stand up and defend themselves and got up one mighty fellow and fought off this whole this whole uh, private army, this whole law, law lord, fought off the whole band of thieves, all the highwaymen by himself and he went and salvaged all of the stuff, it's all his. That's because none of them could save it, only he saved it, so it's all his. He got it from Azuta Shel Yam. However, if they can also save it, any of them could have stood up and salvaged the stuff, and one of them got up and salvaged it, it's everybody's. Everybody takes back their portion, what, what, what was taken from them. So that's if they couldn't salvage it at all, and you did, it's all yours. They could, and you could, it's everybody's. What happens if they could, only if they really make a tremendous effort? They could only be matzil al So, whoever was Matzil, he, they could have also salvaged it. So if you went and salvaged it, it goes to the middle. It's for everybody. Unless, if you got up and said, I am salvaging it, but I'm salvaging it all for myself. Once you've said this, they should have realized that they're going to lose their stuff 
if they let you salvage it for yourself. They should have got up and forced themselves and come forward. And if they didn't come forward and force themselves to help salvage it, whether it's being flooded, or whether it's highwaymen, or whatever it is, it's yours. So if you see a bunch of highwaymen landing on uh, an entourage in the desert, in the, in the woods, and you go and chase them all off and salvage all the stuff, if you're the only one who could salvage it, or if they could help you but they didn't bother, they just let you do the work, and you warned them, I'm salvaging it for myself, then it is yours. Uh, if they could all salvage it, and you're just the lucky one who stepped forward first, then it, it, everybody gets back their own stuff. There was no Takonas Hashuk by Karkois, like we just said. There was also no Takonas Hashuk by Shtoris for a stolen star. Um, checks nowadays, if they've been stolen uh, and sold to the black market, to whoever, to in, in Israel it's quite common to just sign the back of the check and give it into a gemach or buy something in a store with it or whatever, and it's all legal if it didn't say on it that it's non-transferable. A stolen check... Well, if you find out a check's been stolen before it's been credited in your bank, you're certainly allowed to call up the bank and tell them, please, don't do this, Avera, don't help the Ganov get his money and cancel that check. Uh, after the check has already been deposited in the bank, calling up like that, well, if, there were, if it's only Akums who've stolen it and, and deposited it and sold it and whatever, then fine, just call the bank and tell them it's stolen and report whatever you have to report and let the police do what they do. If, however, it's Achenu Bnei Yisrael, Rav Ganve Yisrael, who've, who've whisked this check away and stolen it and whatnot, so you, you have to think about other things also. You have to think about, the, it, it might be a problem of, it, of Masira if the wrong person gets caught and goes to prison for this. It might be also that this check of $30 is just not worth the fella's $3,000 he's going to have to pay a lawyer to bail him out from the police station. So you have to make that kind of cheshbon. Sometimes you might go to your local Robin Hill say, you better go to the police because if you don't stop this teenager stealing checks and depositing them at this age, who knows what he's going to be getting up to it in, in 10 years' time. Okay, uh, we've said this before, we'll say it again. It is also to buy stolen things from anybody who is suspect for having, of, of having stolen this. So if you walk into a store and he looks like he's, he's uh, selling stuff without permission of his boss, uh, you have to find out what's going on. So there are different professions that they have different rights for selling different things and it can be, be assumed that they're selling it legally. And there are different professions and situations where they are selling them illegally and you, you, you're not allowed to buy them. All of them, in every instance, if the person, if the worker over here is telling you, hide it, don't tell my boss, you're not allowed to buy it. When you buy from partners, many stores have two partners, that's fine. That is only on condition that nobody is suspected of hiding anything from his partner. If uh, in, it's something is weird over here and it's not going according to the usual customs of, of um, merchants and their partners, or someone's telling you hide something, someone, something, if something is weird and you think one partner might be stealing from the other partner, then you're not allowed to buy. But in the usual situation, you're jolly well allowed to buy. You're not supposed to buy anything from women or children or anyone in a house if you think that it's not theirs. They're selling their father's cufflinks because they want to buy a new Purim costume or whatever. You're not allowed to buy it. Everything according to the custom, the local custom and the local ways of dealing with things in that area and these people. So that you're, you're only allowed to buy these things if there's absolutely no doubt that they are not stolen. Um, 
when you're buying big amounts from women and children or you're buying in the open public, um, you're allowed to because it's obviously not stolen. However, even there, if they say hide it, don't tell my father, don't tell my husband, you're not allowed to. A woman who is running the whole house and she's running a lot of her husband's affairs and businesses, you are allowed to buy stuff from her. She's probably doing everything on behalf of her husband and he obviously trusts her, otherwise he wouldn't have appointed her to do this. Leftovers from raw materials, the carpenter, little pieces of wood or sawdust, the, the tailor, little pieces of material or threads. Uh, in places where these things get left behind with the tailor or the carpenter and the alike, you are allowed to buy these offcuts from them. In places where the owner, the employer, comes and takes all his stuff back, you're not allowed to buy these things from them. Again, all of them who said, hide it, don't tell anyone that you bought it here, you are not allowed to buy it from them. Uh, if this workman has used these offcuts of wood and actually made a chair with them, he's coined them with a shinui, you are allowed to buy them. Uh, you are allowed to buy these things from them. However, not everything is called a shinui, and there are complicated dinners, dinim in a shinui achoiza, so it's, it's of course best not to support ganovim in anything. Sofik geneva shinui achoiza might be koina, and it might be even muta to buy it off them, but always take into account that you don't want to strengthen the hands of ganovim. Uh, you might, for instance, have some kind of a, you know, a computer, um, a computer uh, middleman technician who's selling off cheap computers because they're damaged. Just be careful he hasn't sold. A bookbinder who's selling damaged for him, and you can't really see what's damaged about them, and selling them very cheap. It might just be that he had an extra hundred over here, and he's selling somebody else's for him. You've got to be careful in these kinds of sus suspicious circumstances. Now, even a gabbard stocker is not allowed to receive presents, nadovas, charity, from noshim, avodim, and ketanim. Only small amounts, but big amounts, they've probably stolen it from other people, and he is not allowed to receive these, this charity from them. Uh, what's called a small amount, what's called a big amount, all depends on the people. Are they poor people? Are they rich people? Are they stingy people? Are they very generous, giving people? Uh, very generous giving husband, you can accept big, and a rich man, you can accept even big, big amounts of charity from his wife. A very stingy man, even if he's rich, or a very a poor man, you cannot accept big amounts from his wife. Uh, the same goes for any other mitzvahs. You're not allowed to have any benefit or pleasure from stolen articles. If someone's stolen an animal or stolen an apartment, you cannot take a ride on that animal or plough with it. You cannot live in that apartment. You can't even go inside that apartment. You, if, you, if you rented that apartment, you're going to have to end up paying rent again to the real owner. If someone stole wood and made a bridge of it, made a bridge from this wood, and he didn't nail it in, so he's not koina, he stole planks, wood made bridges, not nailed in, he's not koina with a shinui or with a takona shovim or anything, you are not allowed to go over this bridge. Uh, however, if the ganav gave over this bridge to the public after yush, so there's yush and shinui you can go over the bridge. A king or any government sometimes have rules that they can just take people's wood and build bridges and do what they want with them. If that's the case and it's all done legally, 
and in a in a um, Western society, the, comp- the relevant compensation was paid or will be paid in the usual the usual sequence of events. You can go over this bridge because there is a din of Dina the Machus of Dina, or in times of war of Melech Pirates Gede. Um, somebody, a human being, that all of his money is stolen. That's just what he deals in non-stop. He's a highwayman, he's a moichus, an illegal tax collector, protection money collector. All his money is stolen. You're not allowed to enjoy, take pleasure in anything. He gives you a nice big present. You're not allowed to use it. You're not allowed to enjoy it. If some of his money is not stolen, then you are allowed to. You can accept presents from him and you are allowed to have benefit from his things because you can pre- presume that this comes from a minority of his possessions which is not stolen. Uh, okay. Uh, thank you very much for listening to these shurim on Hilchas Gezela Kaltov Vahatzlacha. The Daf Yomi Halacha series has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. To reach the Center for Halacha Consultation, Service, Educational Seminars or Media, please call 1-888-485-VAAD. That's 1-888-485-8223. To sign up to the BHHJ, the Beis Havad's weekly interactive e-journal, please visit www.bhhj.org or you can email us at office at the